in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We'll speak today about understanding transgenderism from Christian perspective. Let me start with basic facts. Unfortunately, now our society is justifying what is evil and what is wrong as normal and good. As actually we heard this morning in the Pauline letter, how people take pleasure in unrighteousness. So now people take pleasure in supporting sin and evil as supporting divorce, as supporting abortion, supporting transgenderism, supporting uh, homosexuality. All these things are not right. But now the society defending this evil and they call, give them different names. Homosexuality, for example, alternative lifestyle, abortion, women right, and etc. Regarding transgenderism, they are trying to separate between or to differentiate between gender and sex. They say sex is the biological DNA, either XX or XY. But gender, it is something different. It's your choice to, de this, to define your gender. So, they are born by a biological sex, male or female, but not necessarily their gender identity. In the scripture, there is no differentiation between the sex and the gender. And when you read in the book of Genesis, it is clear. God created male and female. Why God created male and female? Why? The, the following verse, he blessed them to be fruitful and multiply. So God actually created male and female. One of the purpose of creating two genders is for procreation. He blessed them to be fruitful and multiply. Then, if a, if a male said, I am a female, and he married a male, how they can actually fulfill this commandment to be fruitful and multiply? So God identified for us our gender. And based on this, he established marriage. And he commanded us to procreate. How can actually procreation happen with transgenderism? This is difficult, impossible. And now they say actually between male and female it's a spectrum. That's what they are saying. That's why there is 72 types of genders. 72. And, يعني, inshallah, it will be more than 72. 
And I don't know actually, and if you think logically, what, what does it mean to be spectrum? At the end of the spectrum, a person who is 100% male and 100% female. But in this spectrum means somebody will be 80% male and 20% female. And even it's against logic. This reminds me with St. Anthony the Great when he said, at the end of the days, most of the people will be crazy. And they look at the same people and they say, these are the crazy. We are living in this time when people who use actually their logic and they say, it is not right, there is only two genders, male and female. They say about us, we are crazy, we lost our mind. We are intolerant, we don't have love. But they are people who have logic and they have reason. Every time I book a ticket, unfortunately, two major airlines here in America. When you choose the gender, you choose gender from four genders, male, female, unspecified, and undisclosed. And I wonder, Yani, in the plane, I next somebody unspecified. How can I deal with this person? And what does it mean to be unspecified? And what's unspecified? And what's undisclosed? What does this mean? Undisclosed surprise? And he will surprise me? Sorry, I'm not making fun of, of, of the people. But, but that is how the devil actually deceived us to believe the lie. The word deception means what? The word deception is the ability to make you to believe a lie. That is the spirit of delusion. That's the spirit of deception. And one of the titles of Satan is the deceiver. To make you believe a lie. But what does psychology say about transgenderism? They use the term gender dysphoria. Dysphoria means uneasiness or dissatisfaction. So gender dysphoria means I am dissatisfied with my gender. So I am born as a male, but I don't like to be male. I am not comfortable, I'm not satisfied to be a male. So people are not satisfied with the biological sex they are born with. And they classify them into two categories. The first category, they call it early onset gender dysphoria. Early onset. Early onset means the child feels he or she is the opposite sex at the age of two to four years. But in reality, this is very, very, very rare and usually caused by parenting mistakes. Nobody is born by this. What do you mean parenting mistakes? 
يعني مثلا a mother who had two or three sons and she wants a daughter but God gave her the fourth son and because she has this desire to have a daughter so she may raise this son as a daughter as a female simply for example they grow their hair sometimes when I see little children I'm confused to know they are males or females because the way they are dressed the way they, they, they look their hair is long and now actually it make me very very uncomfortable because raising a child a boy like a female or a female like a boy I, I am planting in them the seed of transgenderism that's why if you are a parent if you have a children please raise your boys as boys and raise your girls as girls if God bless you with, with boys raise them as boys the way they dress the way they look the toys they يعني, play with the games they play with the, the videos the cartoons they watch make them and also make them proud of their gender make them like their gender and if God blessed you with female daughters raise them as daughters again the way they look the way they dress the, the toys the games everything actually raise them in their gender and there is the other type the rapid gender dysphoria and this affecting the teens and the adults they identify themselves by their biological sex until adolescence or adulthood where change of gender is decided so they are 16 15 and then they say I'm a female or she says I am a male and they go and get some treatment in order to convert their gender to the other gender and sometimes they do it because it is the fashion just that's the main reason but there are other reasons so what is the cause of transgenderism the main cause of the rapid gender dysphoria which is the second type that start in adolescence or in adulthood is the social media since it is celebrating the idea of being transgender you will be cool people will actually praise you and praise that you are courage to say no I'm a male uh, instead of you are a female or to say no I am a female instead of being a male and people will actually encourage you and support you and give you many likes that's why that's the main reason the social media so the youth that walk into this path are looking for attention and popularity 
they are seeking attention. You know, if I am boy among so many boys, who, who will give me attention? But if I'm a boy and say, I am a girl, then actually I will get attention. Those who become transgender, psychologists found that they suffer from many of the following. Either they suffer from low self-esteem, that's why they seek attention. And because of their low self-esteem, instead of working on low self-esteem, they actually follow one of the fashions of the contemporary time, or one of the things that society praises, and follow them. Also, they suffer from anxiety, or depression, or eating disorder, or personality disorder. This list actually, either they suffer from it, that's why they became transgender, or either after they declared themselves as transgender, they suffer from these things. Self-injury, or maybe they were exposed to sexual trauma or gender trauma. So these are some symptoms that associate with transgenderism. Also, they found that the family in which they grow can have big role in making a person transgender. For example, if a mother or, or the wife treats her husband badly and she puts him down and she makes fun of him, so the boy, their son, while he's growing, subconsciously he doesn't like the image of the father in this house. And he liked the image of the mother, the powerful person. So he might say, I actually want to be a female. And the opposite is true, is the husband treats his wife badly puts her down and undermine her. So the girl doesn't want to be like the, her mother, this oppressed female. So she wants to be strong like the father. So she would say, I'm a male. Also sometimes speaking negatively about one gender, like some villages in Upper Egypt, they put the female down and they spoke about the female gender as something negative. And after I graduated from the medical school, I, I worked in some villages and I testified by myself how in these villages actually they look down about females. So, in these villages, when the female grew up and she knows that this gender is not wanted, this gender is not appreciated, 
not yani honored as, as the males, maybe they will consider to say, I want to change my gender, I want to be a male. If now actually, because the social media, they say it's possible to change your gender. Maybe 20 years ago, nobody had this the same idea. Yeah, I don't like to be a female, but what can I do? But now the society is proposing this idea, you can change your gender. That's why if a female growing in culture like this, she would say, no, I want to be a male, because that is the gender that is no appreciated and honored and respected, etc. So the the family can have a role. Another thing, actually, maybe we did not make our children to take pride in, in the right way in their gender. So if I am a male while I'm growing, you know. I have to love, you know, this gender and to, to appreciate and to be proud that I am a male in the same way regarding the female. Uh, while she is growing, she should take pride in, in her gender and to love and to respect and to know that being a female, she will contribute to the society exactly like the male, and both of them are honored like each others. So, what can we do in order to protect our children? We need to establish in our kids a secure and a stable sexual identity that is designed by God. I should not be anxious about my my gender. Rather, I, I should actually grow and I, I feel secure being male or being female. As I said many times, do not raise their parents, do not raise their children by their proper sex. Also, we need to initiate early onset age-appropriate sex education at home. Many times we don't speak about sex in our houses, in our homes, and also in the church. Or we start to speak about sexuality after they heard about it in the social media, or from friends, or from school. We need to be proactive, and we need to start speaking from a very young age about sexuality in the way they can understand. Believe me, kids as early as six years old and maybe younger are aware of homosexuality and transgenderism. There is a priest who was a psychiatrist before, in New Jersey, wrote a book called Purity. And in this book, how to teach sexuality to your children according to their age. For example, in age two, what you, you tell your children, age three, four, five, and so on. I think all our families 
needs to follow this curriculum. Also the church, we need to speak about sexuality. Even in Sunday school, for example, when I speak to them about the creation, I can actually make it very clear God created male and female. He did not create two males, he did not create two females. Why male and female? Because marriage is between male and female. To have children, you need to have a male and a female. Both genders are good. Both genders are honored by God. Both genders are respected. If you are a boy, you need to be proud that you are a boy. If you are a girl, you need to be proud that you are a girl. When I say these things to three or four years old, I did not use the word transgenderism, but I explained the concept in a very simple words, and this actually will protect them. When they go outside and they hear about transgenderism, they will say, no, I, I like my gender. I, I am a boy. I am proud to be a boy. I'm proud to be a girl. So we need to be proactive with our children from home before they got exposed to the sexual immoral world in which we are living today. Unfortunately, sexual immorality increases day after day in, in a very scary way. Now, there is nothing wrong about sexuality. Everything is, is allowed. Everything is okay. Everything is proper. Another challenge, how to react. For example, if you're a child, either the biological child or a, a student in Sunday school, comes to you saying he wants to be transgender, actually, don't tell him, no, that's sin, that's wrong. Don't speak about this. That's not the right reaction. But start a dialogue with them. Make a conversation to understand what is the reason why he wants to change his gender. Need to understand the possible factors that could lead to this. Maybe there is a breakdown in the child family, abandonment from either the father or the mother. Or maybe favoritism. For example, if a family, they favor one gender more than the other. They favor uh, girls more than boys, or they favor boys more than girls. So the child wants to be boy because that is the favorite gender in my family, or in my culture, or in my church. And the same for female. Sometimes divorce and the tension between parents and children and the fighting over the custody or يعني, God created us in, in, um, in families because we need to have the father and the mother. Even for the widows, God actually became the father of the orphans. That's one of his titles. But when there is a divorce, the children are confused. 
some of them live with the mother or with the father or the custody is split and the children are confused especially usually in, in divorce which is wrong the father speaks negatively about the mother and the mother speaks negatively about the father so some children may hit the gender because of what they hear from their parents about the other parent so they don't like the gender and they decide to to change their gender also child if if he feels rejected or abused or they make fun of him or make fun of their gender that's why he doesn't like his gender again in the house the discrimination of gender can be a reason another reason the child could be suffering from a mental disorder or personality disorder we need to understand before tell him that's wrong that's a sin that's evil while you are talking with the child or with the student you need to understand why he reached this stage he wants to change his gender also check whether the lgbtq community have influenced the mind of the child in way or another social media or cartoon or friends this can be the reason why adolescents want to change their gender also people who are exposed to pornography from young age and pornography unfortunately is very easy right now yani any child who has a smartphone very easy he can actually watch pornography and pornography can be a reason behind transgenderism so my advice here if your student or your child come to you saying want to be transgender don't shut them down speak to them try to understand the reason and how to help them you need to invest in them the love of god before we teach them morality what do i mean by this point many times we focus on what's right and what's wrong what's right and what's wrong but people cannot follow the moral code unless they have a relationship with god many of us actually the relationship with god is an activity not a true relationship what do you mean just an activity for example you send your your children to learn music to play sport to swimming classes so you send them to sunday school so sunday school is another activity like all the other activities it's not about relationship with god sunday we go to the church that's part of the list of things to do with my children but a relationship you need to teach your children whether biological children or Sunday school how to be in in a loving relationship with God 
In this loving relationship, we speak to him and we listen to him. I'm coming to the church not because it is an activity, but because I want to meet with my bridegroom. I am happy to be in the church. I was glad when they told me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Teach your children to speak to God with their personal prayer. And you need to start with personal prayer before actually or at the same time teaching them the Agbaya. If you focus only on the Agbaya without teaching them to speak with God with their own personal prayer, they will not be in relationship because they are reading prayers that written in their mind by somebody else. Please don't misinterpret my words that I am against Agbaya. Definitely not. But what I am trying to say, the Agbaya were the personal prayers of David, the book of Psalms. So teach your children to speak their own words with God. But since our words are deficient, that's why we need the Agbaya because it is inspired by the Holy Spirit. If I don't know how to talk to God with my own personal words, I will not benefit from the Agbaya. Because when I pray the Agbaya, I read it as somebody else wrote it. But when actually I know how to speak to God with my own words, then when I pray the Agbaya, I will pray the Agbaya as these are my own words, not words written by David, and I'm just reciting them. Many of us, we recite the Agbaya without understanding, just as a task I want to finish, not as a relationship. We need to teach our children how when they are using the Agbaya, they use it as relational communication with God. I am focusing on the relationship because you cannot teach moral code without having a relationship with God. That is the foundation. When we have a relationship with God, then I can follow the moral code easily. But to tell them wrong, right, wrong, right, without this foundation, and the society actually praising the wrong, most probably they will follow what's wrong. In the same way in the scripture, teach them to take a personal message from every chapter. I'm not reading the scripture like I'm reading a newspaper or like another book of history, but every chapter, every verse, there is a personal message. God is sending me a message. I remember when I was young, maybe 10 years old or whatever, my father of confession gave me homework. He told me every day after you read the scripture, I want you to write three, four sentences about what is the personal message that God is sending you through this chapter. Now the Bible became a book written for me. 
a message from God to me personally. Not just a book that all of us will read and will study. No, it's a personal message. So I don't take more time about this, but we need to teach our children how to have a loving relationship with God before we teach them morality. This is the foundation. That's why St. Augustine says, love God and do whatever you want to do. Because if you love God, it will be easy to follow his commands. The Lord Jesus Christ said what? He said, he who loves me will keep my commandment. He did not say, go keep my commandment and you will love me. He said, he who loves me, keep my commandment. If we keep the commandment without loving God, maybe we keep the commandment because of fear, because we don't want to go to eternal damnation. But if we love God, then keeping his commandment will be easy. Like your children, biological children, if they love you, they will follow your commandments, not out of fear, but out of love. That's why parents invest in the first few years to have this loving relationship with their children. So the children, when they start to distinguish things and to discern things, they will obey their parents because they loved them. So when we learn how to love God, then we will desire to keep his commandment. Also, we need to instill in them to honor God and to respect God and to obey God more than people. As Peter said, we ought to obey God more than men. God says to us, there are two genders. People say there are 72 genders. Whom you would honor is your choice. Are you going to honor God or honor what the people are saying? Also, we need to teach them from early age to take their gender roles from the scripture, not from the society. God actually is the creator. He explained to us what is the gender role of the male and what the gender role of the female. And if we know that God is our creator, then we will follow the gender roles according to the scripture, not according to what the society is teaching us. And the scripture is clear that both male and female are equally valuable in the eyes of God, equally honored in the eyes of God. Yes, they have different roles, but they complement one another. Different roles doesn't mean they are different in honor and respect. These are different roles, but complementing each other. We need to teach how to deal and to honor and to respect the other gender. So boys from their young age, we need to teach them how to respect girls and to honor them and to look at them as sisters. In the same way, girls need to learn how to respect 
and to honor and how to deal properly with boys. Remind your children that our identity is in Christ. So if I am suffering from low self-esteem, this because I don't know who I am in the eyes of God. But if I know I am very precious in the eyes of God to the extent He shed His blood to save me, then I will not suffer from low self-esteem. Also, we need to teach them the scripture and put their struggle in prayer before God. Teach your children to enter into a genuine, sincere relationship with God and to maintain an eternal mindset. They don't, all of us should not look our temporary life here, but the eternity always in our mind. So, if I understand my role as a male or female, this will lead me to understand God and God's plan and God's economy, which actually helped me in my salvation. And the more they respect their gender, the more they will be connected with God, to know their role and their purpose. What if a person doesn't believe in the Bible? How can I deal if one of my neighbors who doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in Christianity, and came speaking to me about he wants to uh, change his gender? These people, they claim to be atheists or claim that the Bible is not the word of God. Again, the starting point here you need to present and to explain God to them from your experience or the experience of godly people. I like how Philip dealt with Nathaniel. When Nathaniel cast a doubt that from Nazareth something good would come out, Philip told him, come and see. He did not get into a dialogue or discussion but he asked him to come and see the Lord. And once he experienced God, he believed in him. Sometimes we get into this philosophical dialogue with people who do not believe in God. But I recommend Ferris to tell him, what about come and see? Try to test God in your life. Come and see. Don't put them down and make them feel worse about themselves, but present God to them from your experience. Invite them to come and see and taste the Lord. And believe me, many of them, when they get into a relationship with God, like Nathaniel, they will believe in Him. Also, what about if me, myself, tempted or attacked by the thought of transgenderism, how I can deal with it. Remember that your body is created with divine purpose. When God created you as a male or female for a divine purpose, your body is not your own. So we are not allowed to change our bodies. 
Because if I change my body, then I'm not living according to the divine purpose. Let me give you an example. You have here beautiful icons around you. Or if you go to a museum or purchase a picture drawn by an artist and at an expensive price, would you then dare to alter the picture by your own editing? Definitely not. In the same way, your body is created and formed by God to alter our body through hormone therapy or changing our genitalia is a form of denying God and that I am his masterpiece as if God didn't know what he should do and I'm trying to perfect you know what God has created also sexual sin is spiritually devastating changing one's person or one's body or changing appearance or hormones doesn't change the person DNA sex take hormones as you want do surgeries as you want at the end in every single cell in you it's written you are either XX or you are XY you cannot change this so you like it or not you are a male or female as you are created and you will continue to be male or female regardless of the alteration that you made in your body so why you are going against God why don't you love your gender and take pride in, in your gender so don't change God's original standard for your life God will hold you accountable as male and female in the last day God will, will tell you I created you as a male for this purpose how are you going to answer him? are you going to tell him no, I changed myself as a female so please hold me accountable as a female it doesn't work with God this way so you need to live and to abide in the truth don't be deceived don't follow the spirit of delusion and the spirit of deception saturate your mind with the truth which is the word of God again the last point I like to address in our work or in our school how we deal with others who ask you to call them with a different pronoun how to address others when it comes to pronoun I want you to remember that your colleagues are made in God's image then if they are transgender definitely they need prayers for God's grace to enlighten them they are in a dark spot and so pray for them before thinking how to deal with them pray for them because they are in a dark spot so God may enlighten them to come to his light so we need to offer continual prayer for them and as a Christian we should speak the truth therefore using the wrong pronoun 
is denying the truth. If he is a mean and I use she for him, then I am denying the truth. And we need, here we are in a country that give us freedom. And you should not act against your belief system. This actually protected by the Constitution. But even if not protected by Constitution, we should bear witness to the light inside us, to God inside us. Maybe it's better to avoid using any, any pronoun and use the name given for them. Just avoid completely using any pronoun and use the name. And we need to stand strong if they push you to use their pronoun or to speak out. We need to be strong. This is your freedom of speech to speak out the truth. As they defend their position, we need to defend our position. And we need to be strong. We should not be afraid. God actually promised us that during this time, don't worry about what you say, because it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit who speaks in you. Don't be afraid, because the Holy Spirit is with you, and He will help you, and He will put the right words in your mouth. Witness for your faith and the truth. Witness for your faith and the truth. Actually, two weeks ago, with the beginning of schools, all the Christian private schools in Florida, they said, we are not going to use the wrong pronoun. We will actually call the children by their biological pronoun. And nobody told them anything. They were gracious enough to make this statement and to make this decision collectively. And nobody told them anything. Sometimes the fear is inside us. We need to be strong and to stand strong. Especially, unfortunately, I think, and hopefully I am wrong, I think the sexual immorality will get more and more and more. Atheism will get more and more and more. So, if, and again, I hope that I'm wrong, but if I'm right, we need to be courageous, we need to be strong, we need to defend the truth, we need to stand as light to the world, as the Lord told us, you are the light of the world. May the Lord actually have mercy on the world and take the people who live in darkness and transfer them into his light in order to know the truth and actually be liberated by the truth. As the Lord said, you shall know the truth and the truth made you free. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.